1: Hello and thanks for tuning in. I am that nerd dad, Joe Williamson. How the hell are you? I, uh, I feel like I sound a little off today. I slept last night at a friend's house and I didn't have my um, sleep apnea machine. So there's a really good chance my body was fighting for survival last night. So my throat's a little, uh, a little, a little phlegmy. It feels like, um, I should tell my sleep apnea story one day, but today's not that day. We'll save that for another day. Uh, Today, we got a guest, so we're going to get to him. He goes by Paul. No, he doesn't go by Paul. His name is Paul, but he goes by Stone Cold Daddy, Uh, one of the best follows on Instagram. Uh, All kinds of original content, uh, very funny memes, and not what I would call hacky memes. Like they're, they're parenting memes that are very kind of hacky and they all kind of copy each other. He's the guy that they all try to copy. So, Stone Cold Daddy, a.k.a. Paul, is the guest this week. You're in for a good one. Before I get to that, <laughs> I laugh every time. Because I hate doing it. I do. I hate doing it. But it's such a, like, a requirement. I have to say it. Um, I don't have sponsors for this. So I have to, I have to, I have to rely on you, lovely individuals and listeners, to hit subscribe or follow wherever you're listening or watching this, um, or provide a thumbs up or five star kind of review. Comments are always welcome. I, I appreciate all of the engagement, and I, I assure you, every single comment, review. Follower, I noticed almost in real time because I am obsessive with trying to grow this thing. So, uh, thank you to anyone who's done it in the past. And, uh, if you have done it in the past, tell a friend. This is that Nerd Dad Parent. Uh, screwed it up right at the end, but I'm not redoing it. This is that Nerd Dad Podcast Parenting, Pop Culture, and Politics, and the occasional blooper Reel. Are you listening? Damn. All right, everyone. As promised, my guest today is Paul, aka at Stone Cold Daddy. I'm guessing you're a big wrestling fan, uh Paul. Uh
0: when it was cool. When okay. it was, was cool. E- e- either that, or when I was a lot younger. Uh, so <laughs> back in the uh, dating myself back in the '90s, was into it, and I'll always have a soft spot in my heart for that sporting and entertainment, as they call it.
1: Did you ever attend any of the live events? Uh
0: of course I did. <laughs> you did? Okay. Uh yeah, no, uh several when they came when they came to uh came to my area and um you know Stone Cold and the Rock were uh, still popular. I mean, geez, that was 20 years ago. But yes, uh, me and our, me and a few uh friends we were heavy into it. So I can remember
1: I remember going to one live event. Uh, and that the, it was right near the peak of like degeneration X. That was kind of, so I think you and I are probably similar close stage. Uh, but that was kind of the peak for me as well. But stone cold daddy must've like, how long have you had your Instagram? Like how long have you had that moniker?
0: Uh, since 2016. Um, so yeah. this
1: is something you've been holding onto this idea of like this name.
0: Oh, well, absolutely. <laughs> uh, Absolutely, it was just uh you know <laughs> we watched so much uh during those last couple of years of college like it basically uh you know <laughs> that generation x like basically formed itself into our forever conscious like uh, a couple of the guys from back then i haven't talked even if i haven't talked to them in like months and months and months uh we can still drop a stone cold quote or a rock quote and we'll be right back into it
1: you're right back to right back to when you were kids that's awesome um okay. So when I, when I reached out to you and said, you know, why did you start Stone Cold Daddy? Um, because your 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 profile online um, and the, the type of material you share, it's a little edgier. It's a, you know, it's not it's not all uh, sunflower and rainbows, but it's also not like com- just complaining about your kids. There's a nice level of balance there. Um, but I'm gonna I'm gonna show a part of our uh, our chat here, and you yeah. said when I started Stone Cold Daddy. I didn't realize why I started it. I thought it was an outlet, but it was too. In short, to document my full personal investment into honest parenthood, subliminally through humor and no holds barred commentary. No holds barred commentary. Certainly, uh, the wrestling influence. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no holds barred. So, wh- what does that mean to you? Like, t- talk to me about why you started it beyond this kind of beautiful sentence that you wrote.
0: Um so I'll take you back to around uh 2016 when I actually uh had originally started it. Uh right around that time I realized that we had just had our, our second child was just turning uh 1 around that point and I've been a stay-at-home dad to our daughter who is 4 years older than uh, my son is and it was around that time I realized that uh I was gonna to have to drop a couple of things and reinvest myself into the whole parenthood thing because it was uh, it was starting to take its toll and it wasn't, the transition from one kid to two kids uh, just wasn't as, as easy and it just so happened that a good friend at the time said that, you know what, Paul, you should start a blog uh, just because of, you know, I drop a couple one-liners on Facebook uh, from every every now and again. Uh, that people would respond to and when I say uh, I had to reinvest myself in family like around the same time I basically it was it's ironic I dropped my personal Facebook account and basically was only interacting through my stone cold Twitter the blog and what have you and you know just a side note you would be surprised at uh, how much you can get done in six months without social media uh but anyway um and as i was doing it like i you know wanted to make it funny but uh you know at the same time i wanted it to represent uh you know a lot of myself and uh me in a nutshell is uh even though like i can get social um introverted i do graphic design is uh you know my pastime, and so where, where i bridge that gap between being able to you know really converse with people is i like to create things that represent myself how i see the world and how i like to connect with other people and when i'm working with a client uh one of my favorite things to do is to iron it out and get it right uh and the only way to do that is to really really listen and uh be flexible, and be willing to take constructive criticism. A lot of the same things that, uh, you know, go into parenting. And I, uh, beyond, like, a couple of one-liners that, uh, and tweets and a couple of blog posts, I realized that to really, really be genuine, I really, really had to be genuine for a lot of the, that, you know, comedy and, uh, you know, communication to, like, really, really be what I wanted it
1: to be. You you had to strip away kind of the worrying about what others thought of you.
0: Exactly. And also trying to, uh, worrying about, you know, checking boxes. Like, uh, you know, I was never one to fit into a cookie cutter or whatever. And I'm not saying that to uh, be like, I'm in this... You know, crazy unique uh, person. It's just that, uh, you know, I like a lot of different things. I talk a different way sometimes, and I don't know. I raise my kid with some kids with some of that expression, and I wanted. I also, uh, you know, want that to come out in some of the content I produce.
1: So, from what what I know about you, and you know, research that I've done, and you and I talking a little bit, you know, you used to be a DJ. That's correct. Yes. Okay. So between the visual expression that, you know, what you're doing being a DJ, this, yep. there's clearly a creative itch that you have to scratch. It's just part of who you are. Um, how has that, like, when, when did you stop being a DJ? Tell me about the, the DJ experience. Was that just like help get you through college? Or was that like, that was going to be your profession for a while?
0: Uh, it was basically like a part-time thing. I don't know. I maybe held on to the idea of it being a profession for a little bit, but, uh, it actually was <laughs> hold on to that dream. dream. <laughs> yeah. It was just something I really, really liked to do. And, uh, you know, I always loved to dance. I love music. And, yeah. uh, that atmosphere at the time was something I'd really feel like, uh, Whether it was at bars or at parties, uh, you know, I just, it's good to know a guy with DJ equipment. (laughs) And uh, I basically did that uh, through the latter part of college uh, on for about five or six years after that. And then, uh, you know, I personally just started getting a little too old for that type of atmosphere. So that is why I unfortunately had to retire at that point.
1: I had a very similar experience when it comes to uh, stand up comedy because it's you start going to these clubs at like you're like, ehm, I missed my window, I'm not going to make this professionally, yeah. <laughs> it's not for me anymore, <laughs> not right? By. Right, the crowd no longer cares. I'm an old man and I have to go home to my family, yeah. Uh, and you're like,
0: they're actually pretty cool, I prefer to be with them, uh, you know, more than less. So, there you go
1: that guy's doing cocaine in the corner. I don't think I should be here anymore.
0: <laughs> yep, yep. I'm going to go. He just asked me, uh no, sorry. I am going home.
1: I'm the DD and I have to change diapers. I got to I got to go. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Uh what I love about your your, your stuff online is um, that it ventures into R-rated um without being um Incredibly graphic, so I'm gonna I'm gonna share something you tweeted not tweeted shared on Instagram recently Uh, Mm -hmm. The terrible twos are like butt plugs They're not pleasant and they're only bracing you for something a lot harder to handle god damn that is gold Mm -hmm. (laughs) Where did you come up with that I?
0: You know what that was one of those uh, you know you're a, uh, you know, you're a content creator. Like, you know, some you workshop for a while and, you know, that doesn't sound right. It, <laughs> And this may reveal a little bit more than I was expecting to reveal, but, you know, whatever. I uh, know how sometimes, uh, you know, the present conversation uh, can work itself into some of the things uh, that you write. I can't remember if... Uh, you know, butt plugs came up consistently, uh, or it was the terrible twos that were coming up, but that's one of the ones that I had in workshop. I basically, uh, you know, where I'm sitting right now is about 15 feet away from where it just popped in my head. And <laughs> I, I don't know, may- that, uh, maybe reveals a little bit of how, you know, my mind works. Um, but <laughs> I, uh, you know i you don't we don't converse with our uh, at least i don't converse with the company i keep uh you know in pg a pg 13 manner like i censor myself around my kids but like i don't have to i don't do that in my uh you know 100 of my waking life and uh the two aren't unrelated
1: <laughs> so this th- this this butt plug joke it's that's true locker room talk and that's what i I appreciate about it because people i think locker room talk gets mistaken for um being a chauvinistic pig and that's they, they kind of like oh it's just locker room talk like i don't want to talk about donald trump too much but i like the type of shit that he was saying like no one talks like that in a locker room that joke i could hear someone saying in a locker room and and that's what separates a lot of what you do from other people so you post that out there does your wife talk to you and go like well what the what what the fuck people are going to ask me questions now <laughs> <laughs> um, does this come back around the house like you shouldn't have shared that <laughs>
0: uh you know what there have been a couple it, ju- it just so happens it wasn't that one in particular but okay. for the most part uh i mean we've been together since uh 2004 uh she knows that a lot of aspects of my personality, uh, you know, are unstoppable. Unstoppable. Like, uh, <laughs> I can I can be contained. I can be censored. But uh, you know, when it comes to you know expressing myself, like I, uh, that's it's got to come
1: out somewhere. It's gonna come out somewhere. Okay, fair enough. Um... you've got uh you've got two uh you have a girl and a, a boy and the girl's 11. so she's getting into social media age um has that conversation happened yet
0: uh yeah it kind of had to she was uh involved in she was on the wrong side of well i guess all of them are wrong sides in some uh cyber bullying earlier on this year uh, not uh, or at the end of last year, but uh, you know, without getting into that, like uh, you know, we basically had to have the talk, and we'll continue having the talk. She doesn't have a phone yet, but uh, yeah, it was it was just a thing. Like she's not on social media, but like her, she has friends who are, and some older friends who are, and all of a sudden, like her name was in her a uh, couple people she knew's mouth, and it just turned into a thing you've already you see, you've
1: already started to experience this and she's 11 yes okay so uh, you're going through it for us you're, you're taking the hit for us you can share your experiences
0: yeah um i think uh, you know be ready for anything and one lesson that like i keep trying to relearn every single day is uh, not to compare it to what I was going through at her age. Like, they're playing, uh, even if it wasn't for social media, they're just playing a different ball game. It's the uh, sign of the times. And uh, I can't shield them from it. I just got to make sure that they remain true to themselves. Uh, you know, respectable. the respectable selves I'm trying to raise as they transition to, like, a lot of these things that uh, I would like to avoid but have no choice but to you know, embrace as it becomes like a part of our everyday lives and scared shitless, but uh, (laughs) you can't stop it.
1: Well, and I think, I think that that that's the right mentality of to, to a great extent. I mean, like to your point, we could sit here and be like, well, back in my day, I had a game boy. My dad didn't get me a phone. It was black and white and all kinds of like, we just sound like old men, but like, the times have changed so much in that short window that social media is all encompassing. It's everything we do. It's, it's right. how we interact, It's how we, it's how we survive. And, uh, I don't know one person who's not guilty of kind of being obsessed with their phone. We're all kind of addicted to these little devices. So having the mindset of you just got to be ready to roll with the punches, um, is key. When, when you realize something was amiss, I'm not going to ask for details. It doesn't sound like we yep. want to share, and that's fine. Um, was did you did you converse with your wife ahead of time or your partner ahead of time before you sat down with your daughter, or was it like you know jazz and you kind of improvised in the moment? Did you have a game plan?
0: Uh, well, basically both, okay. um, because it uh, we found out about it secondhand through screenshots and. You know, so and my daughter was uh, involved. She knew exactly what we were talking about right away when we discussed it with her. And uh, you know, my partner being the way she is, uh, she had already talked to or had uh, calls out to that had weren't immediately returned to every single parent uh, related or semi-related to this event. So to say we were all over it was an understatement. Um, That's good, man. I, uh, you know, so we basically got it surrounded. And we are, we're also fortunate enough to have a daughter who is 100% her own person. And I want her to keep that so much. Like she is not phased by the social norms. Uh, If it's... You know, dressed as a character day at school, and she doesn't feel like it. She does not feel left out of anything if she's like, nah, I'm gonna wear this skirt. Uh, you know, you guys are doing that dance, I'm gonna do this dance. Uh, this thing isn't too, uh, you know, formal, but I am wearing this
1: dress I will want to wear forever. That is who. Her mentality she is, is, fuck you guys. <laughs> yeah. No, ex- well, to think that is it. Exactly.
0: Ex- exactly. Like, uh, she, uh, the outfit she wears in bed consists of a, uh, a bra, a fur fleece, and these booty shorts. And, uh, you know, the dad in me wants to be like, no, that's inappropriate. But, uh, dude, she is, uh, she is just a force. And I just, uh, I'm like, you know what? Do your thing, girl. I, uh, I'm not going to stand in your way of, you know, being the best you
1: possible. That's a. Was that hard to turn off? That that, because like let's be honest, I think there's an element of old school like dadding, like you know, and like wanting to get the shotgun out and protect your kids. Was it hard to turn that off and be like, no, I need to accept that? Progressive. She's a strong-willed woman. Was that hard? Uh, well, three reasons why
0: it wasn't necessary. It wasn't really hard at all. Uh. You know, my partner is a strong woman, and uh, you know she is. She probably wouldn't go for that anyway. She's Uh, (laughs) right, exactly. Uh, Two, um, just because of the way I grew up with uh, around a lot of toxic masculinity. Like uh, basically, I always wanted to do the opposite of you know what would come natural in that regard, anyway. And so, like, uh, if I have, even when I have some of those notions of, no, I got to protect her, I'm like, no, not really. I, uh, you know, I'm raising her to protect herself. And, uh, you know, (laughs) lastly, she is, uh, since she came out of the womb, she has been demonstrating that, uh, you know, I'm not in trouble. Everybody else is.
1: I love she, that. You know what so, I'm feeling right now, I can feel like you're you're, you're in north of Boston. I'm uh yeah. I'm in Toronto. We're all long distance away. I can feel the love for your daughter coming through right now. Like I can feel it. it's palpable. Um, and and when we talked, you said I was like, you know, is there anything else you're passionate about? You know, just trying to get to know you because I didn't know you that well beforehand. And you said I'm in I'm all for empowering female voices, and I think that like this is just holy shit, it's so real for you. It's something you live. Um, Where does that come from, that empowering female voices? Where does that, I want to make a stand on that come from?
0: Uh, Well, as I uh, alluded to uh, earlier, I grew up around a lot of toxic masculinity. And so uh, I always reacted to that type of atmosphere, you know, Ne- negatively like and like it just you know that square peg didn't fit in the round hole with me anyway and so again uh you know I grew up to the contrary a lot of my friends are actually females just because like that wasn't in- I that was an environment I surrounded myself with where I could actually uh you know really feel comfortable with uh you know expressing feelings expressing anything and uh, a lot of those friends I grew up with became very strong women. And I don't think I would be in a healthy relationship with my wife had I not spent a lot of time listening to them. And, you know, and when I say empower women's voices, a lot of times, like, uh, it just means, uh, you know, shutting the fuck up. And, like, when you want, like, I have mean, like I, uh, every single year, one of my new year's resolutions is to cut down on the mansplaining. Uh, that's
1: something I, I
0: just, I don't, I, I don't know
1: what's wrong with us. Uh, like, and just, uh, we do love to make sure everybody's getting it. It's like, yeah, because I, I got it. I want to make sure you get it. Exactly. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Like, and we're maybe that, we're, we're proud. We're proud of it. We want to share that pride. We're like, smart. We're, we
1: understand. We want to make sure you understand. Yeah, and it's you like I can't possibly compete with this brain power. Are absolutely, you, good? you absolutely not. Here? Please <laughs> listen to the knowledge
0: I'm about to impart on you. Yeah, and I think uh, you know. In short, it's uh, establishing healthy relationships that came from and uh, you know raising you know my daughter, being a good husband. I learned a lot of that by listening to the women in my life and so uh you know where we where we live in some environments where those voices are suppressed i feel we stand to be better people uh all around if we listen a little bit more so i want ladies to speak up and i promise i'll shut the fuck up as much as possible
1: it was <laughs> like a shirt i promise i'll shut the fuck up um <laughs> paul you know what I, you know what i heard here i heard you say I grew up around a lot of toxic masculinity and I defied that. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to do the opposite. And then I hear you describe what your daughter has been going through. And as you described coming out of the womb, she's got that strong willed streak that her dad has. That's kind of like, you know, fuck you. I'm gonna do my own thing and I got to figure it out on my own. Um, and while it sounds like you found your support system to kind of move you along through life, Sounds like you're built into hers, and that's that's amazing, man. That's so cool. Um, it's uh, it's inspirational in a lot of ways, and I don't think you intended it to be, but I could you know I can connect the dots here.
0: Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah, no, it's uh, she is um, she's my hero in a lot of ways. Like, uh, <laughs> I when she was five, I saw her looking in the mirror, dancing. Uh, I'm a star. I'm a star. I'm a star. And I'm like, if I only had an ounce of that confidence, uh, so I'm just gonna get out of your way, uh, you know, <laughs> make sure you uh, you know, have some respect for authority, but uh, you know, that's that's a stronger that's a strong girl I got. So uh, you know, I stand to learn a lot
1: from how she sees the world. So let's uh we're almost at time. So but I want to mm-hmm. give you a chance to say something nice about your boy. You've said nothing but great things. Is your is your boy nice as well? Is he a good kid? Um or is he like just a dummy? Like I don't know, maybe he's not a good, good kid. Maybe he's a jerk. <laughs> uh he
0: is he, I mean he's definitely a jerk off. Like he has uh he, he has learned how to push people's buttons and uh for you know, uh, he's autistic, and um,
1: <laughs> he is. I'm not laughing at the uh, I'm laughing that you called him a jerk off, and then you slid in the fact. Oh, he's also autistic because I probably wouldn't have laughed so hard the first thing. Uh, we carry on. Uh, that's another. That's me using the brain there.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, he. Uh, but that, that said, his um, emotional intelligence and empathy. Uh, he's more empathetic than a lot of adults could ever learn to be. Uh, And so, you know, my daughter's my hero. My son is my soul's match. He is just, uh, he's a love. Um, I don't know any, he's funny. He's a love. And he just knows exactly what I need emotionally sometimes. And uh, I mean, that's probably him in a
1: nutshell. He is Paul. He is at Stone Cold Daddy. You should follow him on Instagram. He's one of the all-time follows on Instagram. That's why I'm saying it now. He's one of the all-time follows on Instagram. If you're in the parenting space and you're not following Paul at Stone Cold Daddy, you're doing a disservice to yourself. Paul, thank you so much for doing this today. It was a lot of fun. Thank you, Joe. Yeah, no, I had a
0: good time, man. Thanks.
1: Appreciate it. Now, I just hit end. That's it. It's the show. That was my man, Paul, a.k.a. Stone Cold Daddy. Uh, I love talking to dudes like him. Just kind of reminds me that i'm not on an island in this thing called dadding daddy daddyhood uh cool dude and then subsequently uh we had a conversation about being the token black friend i think we're gonna have that conversation another day that and uh golden girls we talked golden girls off air so being the token black friend and golden girls were conversations not had on air Can't wait to have those while we record one day. It'll be a blast. want to thank uh, DeanBlundell.com. DeanBlundell.com, home of Canada's number one podcast network. And one of the best podcasts in Canada around. Monday to Friday, three, sometimes four-ish. Runs for about two hours a day. And uh, it's all very loosey-goosey with Dean. Because the thing about Dean is, if you tell him he needs to start at three... Uh, his attitude is fuck you I'll start whenever I want um, so he goes live most days around 3 don't set your clock it's okay if you tune in a minute late also want to remind you that I have merch I think I've sold three shirts so this was just banging them out just so many sales Uh <laughs> Zero Days Without a Dad joke. World's OK as Dad. Raised by Homer, Peter, San and Bob and that nerd dad logo. All available through the Dean Blundell store. I do not make a killing off this. This is strictly for my ego to know that someone's bought it and was like, oh, I I enjoy his content so much, I'll support him by wearing one of his shirts. That's all this is. If you have bought a shirt, thank you. If you haven't, that's okay. Thanks for listening. That's more important than the shirts at this point. We're still trying to grow this thing, guys. I think that's it. I think that's it. I've checked everything off the box. No guests lined up for next week yet. Still working on it. Might be a solo show. Um, but who the hell knows? I try real hard, but it still ends up being feeling it still ends up feeling thrown together at the end of the day. So it's the joys of podcasting. Alright. Time for my son to say thank you for listening.
0: Thanks for listening. Damn. I'm Andrea Askowitz. And I'm Allison Langer.